0: I want to encourage you to grab your Bibles and look at one verse with me today. Actually, two verses. They are very close together. And let's talk today about Holy Spirit uploads. Ooh, praise the Lord. I like this today. I believe God will really help you with today's message from His Word, because there's times when you need to hear from God and you must be able to hear from God. And we want to talk about how to do that. Praise the Lord. Let's open up today with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that within your word there is a solution for every, every trouble, every problem that would afflict humanity. You've got an answer for us. And we thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit illuminating the way out and the way forward. We thank you for wisdom in every situation. We give you praise today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit is really going to help you in a new way to face any challenge, any difficulty, uh, even any good options that you may have. Sometimes you can uh, you can have good options, and you're like, Lord, what do I do? The, you know, I've got five good options. Which one should I choose? The Holy Spirit can help you in all types of situations, and I believe there's times when you face moments in your life, you need to hear from the Lord. And uh, it's, it's situations where Lord, I have to know what your input is on this situation. And it's times like that. We, we need to know how to get on the hotline, pick up the red phone and get through to God. Praise the Lord. And I want to give you an example of how this can be done on a consistent ongoing basis. Are you ready today? We are in Romans chapter 8. Take your Bibles, meet me in Romans chapter 8. Let's go to verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. There is a leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, knows every detail that the Father has planned for your life. And the Holy Spirit is able to lead you and guide you into the perfect will of God for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. There is a very strong leading that can come forth by the Holy Spirit to help you know exactly what God would have you do in every single situation of your life. Now, verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When the Holy Spirit bears witness with you concerning a biblical truth, such as that uh, of your salvation, being a child of God, He doesn't bear witness with your intellect. He doesn't really just let you know through an intellectual experience. No, He bears witness with your spirit. He doesn't bear witness with your elbow or perhaps with your shoulder blade. No, uh, you know, because feelings can be uh, fleeting and feelings can be uh, sometimes deceptive. Pastor Stephen, I'm having a feeling something on my elbow is going on. My grandmother told me that means means it's going to rain. Well, maybe, you know, she was sensitive to the changes in the barometric pressure. I, I don't know. But I do know this, that when the Holy Spirit leads you He leads you through an inward witness because your spirit is inward. You are a spirit. Now, the Apostle Paul referred to your spirit as being the inner man or inward man. Also sometimes called in the New Testament the hidden man of the heart. Well, Pastor Stephen, why is he hidden? Because you can't see your spirit. But you need to know that, that you are a spirit you have a soul, and you live inside of your body. So when God is bearing witness to you, trying to get something strongly over to you that you need to know, wants to get an answer to you, he bears witness, how? With your spirit. What is the most important thing that God would ever want you to know that your salvation is real? Because if the experience is, how can we say, if it's identified or authenticated intellectually, then maybe somebody else can come along and intellectually talk you out of it. But this is different. God lets you know that you are a child of God, not through a feeling that your physical body picks up on, not through something in your mind that is a uh, intellectually something that makes sense. No, something way beyond those realms of body and soul. God lets you know in here, on the inside, that you're born again. And if somebody tries to talk you out of it, maybe somebody that has a far advanced, uh, you know, development intellectually, maybe they've gone to uh, seminary, maybe they've gone to, uh, you know, higher educational systems of learning, and they, they know all kinds of theorems and all kinds of stuff, and they just think, you know what, I just don't think you're saved. I just don't think you're saved. Well, it's not a matter of what they think. It's what you know. Not up here, in here. Woo, glory to God. And so if we can trust God to confirm to us the most important thing that a believer needs to know, that you're born again, that you're saved, that your life belongs to God, and that you are now a child of God. If he, if he confirms that by the Holy Spirit to your spirit, and that's the most important thing you need to know, well, everything else That would follow behind that in areas of importance, but not as important. Everything else, also, God will follow the same pattern, the same blueprint. He'll bear witness with His Spirit, with your Spirit, that this is what you should do in this situation that you're facing. And as an inner witness, I call it. Holy Spirit uploads. I know sometimes in the church we talk about downloads. when When you think about a computer, if you want to download a new software program, uh, maybe you put the CD in or sometimes you just click on it online. You can download it online, these uh, uh, n- newer versions of things that you want to get for software, and you download it and now it's onto your computer and you're good to go. But there's also uploading where something internally is sending something upward. And and I think that's a better description when it comes to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's not that you're getting downloads as it is you're getting uploads because he's in you. He's not outside sending something down to you. He's on the inside of you sending something up that you can comprehend and understand and say, oh, I get it. And so what happens with the Holy Spirit, he will bear witness with your spirit remember this is internal this is the inward witness because this is referring to your inner man it's the part of you that others can't see But is the core of who you are. So on the inside, the Holy Spirit living in your spirit on the inside of you begins to bear witness and you begin to get the answer. That answer comes up from your spirit where the Spirit of God lives in you and your intellect, your mind is able to grab it and you're like, okay, now I know exactly what I'm going to do in this situation. Praise the Lord. Now, sometimes God helps us out because sometimes we get ourselves in situations where we can get so overwhelmed and cluttered, maybe even burdened down with all kinds of things that it can become difficult to pick up that inner witness. You know, I was listening to an evangelist, a very well-known evangelist just a few days ago, and he described an experience where he got overloaded. And overwhelmed with work, the work of the ministry. Uh, They were building a a very large ministry facility that cost millions of dollars, and he's got problems coming to him from all sides. He has difficulties, challenges, and he said that it just got got overwhelming. It got overwhelming to his mind. Uh, It was fatiguing him, and uh, it was affecting him. It was trying to pull him away from his prayer life, and so he was at a church ministering. And there was an old prayer intercessor, an elderly lady, who said, I want you to come over to my house. I want you to experience an aspect of God that I believe would be a blessing for you at this season in your life. And he said, okay. And so he goes over to her house, and she says, there's a chair over there in the corner of my house. That chair formerly belonged to a mighty prayer intercessor. It belonged to a lady that sat in that chair and prayed for thousands and thousands of hours to God. And this lady told the evangelist, anybody that goes and sits in that chair, you will hear from God. He says, is that so? She said, she said, yes, it is. And so he went over there in faith and sat down in that chair very quietly. And he said, as he sat in that chair, suddenly the plan of God began to unfold so clearly before him. He knew every decision to make concerning the giant facility that he was building. By the way, it's built today. And just all the things that were swirling and he couldn't plug these things in and couldn't get this, uh, to, couldn't grasp how to do this. All of it was settled, all of it was answered in five minutes by sitting in that chair. Oh, I I know what some of you are thinking. Pastor Stephen, I want that lady's phone number. (laughs) I want to know where she lives at. I want to know whose house that evangelist went to, and I want to go sit in that chair myself. But here's here's the thing. What happens if you can't get to that chair? Hmm? You know, the evangelist said, he said a year went by, a year, a whole year, and he found himself again facing many challenges of life. And he went back over to that lady's house, knocked on the door and said, um, said, you know, last time I was here and I sat in that chair, God really, God really spoke to me and made, made some complicated things so clear to me. So easy to understand that it brought great relief in my life. And I would like to revisit, uh, the Lord in that chair. And she said, you know, um, this is not some kind of a gimmick. This is not some kind of like, you know, we worship the chair type thing. He said, I understand that. I, I respect that this is something sacred and holy, and I would never abuse something like this, but I would like to sit in the chair again. She said, under those conditions, that's understandable. She said, uh, go ahead. But you understand you, you can't be running to somebody else's chair, as anointed as it was or still may be. You need to develop your own chair. And, and, the, and the minister, the evangelist that was sharing the story, would be the first one to say, yes, develop your own prayer life, be, uh, develop an ability to hear from God. He was just giving examples of sometimes you need a little help. Sometimes you're looking for the grace of God to help you out when life really can throw a lot of stuff at you and sometimes seems to be able to do it. Uh, almost like in a season. It's it's a little bit, lo- it's a little bit like r- the restaurant business. Have you ever noticed that life is like that? You you can be in a restaurant and there's uh, hardly anybody there, but suddenly it seems like everybody comes to the restaurant at the same time, and sometimes it doesn't make any sense. It's two o'clock in the afternoon, and suddenly you get a crowd, and they'll tell you, well, we just sometimes never really know when people are going to show up. Of course, they show up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you get these odd rushes where it's just, why did everybody show up at the same time? Well, the uh, situations in life can be like that as well, and you want to be able to make good decisions. Praise the Lord. So God is going to help you to be able by the Holy Spirit living in you, make good quality decisions, regardless of what's going on in any season of your life, you will be able to make good quality decisions because the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you and two, God's very best for your life. You know, there was a pastor a few years back that shared the story that he purchased a house, and it was only a, a short period after he had purchased the home that he realized that it what he had done was out of God's will. The house that he bought was something that uh, he shouldn't have done it and he got so upset at himself that, in essence, what had happened, he just, bought, he just bought the wrong home. You know, sometimes we can make mistakes. Sometimes we don't do our due diligence. We don't do our homework. We don't, we don't check who the neighbors are. Uh, we, uh, maybe, so maybe we want something so much that we overlook things that we shouldn't overlook, warning flags or things like that. Well, he had pushed through anyhow, despite some red flags of the Holy Spirit, and bought that home. And then once he got into it, realized, oh, uh, I made a mistake. I, I could have bought it. See, nothing wrong with buying a home, but he, he just bought the wrong home." And he realized he had done that. And he was in prayer, and he said, "Lord, he said, "I, I disobeyed you. I, I overrode the leading of your Holy Spirit because I wanted this house, I did my own thing, I bought it. And I, he said, I, "I bought the wrong house, didn't I?" And the Lord in, basically said, "Yeah, you got the wrong house." And you know what he did? The pastor got so upset that he went to the garage and found a for sale sign, took it out to the front yard and was driving driving it into the ground with a hammer. For sale. I mean, he just bought the house just a few days ago and now he's out in the front yard in front of all the neighbors and he's all worked up and he's all upset and he's got a big for sale sign and he's pounding it down into the ground. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit spoke to him, "You're not going to make two mistakes, out of your original mistake, are you?" He goes, "Oh, he goes." Holy Spirit, am I overreacting? And the Holy Spirit was, "Yes, you are overreacting." Now, I think that's very important, that even if you make a mistake, don't overreact, Pastor Stephen. I, I I need to hear from God. I, I I made a mistake, or I need to know what to do, or if this has popped up. I I've got to hear from God, Pastor Stephen. I absolutely must hear from God. Okay. You can hear from Him anytime you want to, but when you really need to hear from Him, for sure, this is what you need to do. You need to go somewhere and get calm. Go somewhere where you can get quiet. Pastor Steve, I'm so worked up. I've got to hear from God. I know, I know it's vital, vitally important that you hear from the Lord, but you've got to understand you must get calm or else you will think you heard from God or you will you will want to hear something and your mind will accommodate you with something soulish and you know it's not really the answer and so you're still left spinning your wheels no calm down do something that helps you to relax go go get a cup of coffee or something like that and just take a little time get real calm and say lord i need to i need to hear from you on what to do should i go this way or should i go that way praise God. Lord, should I stay or should I go? Lord, what should I do? And if you get real calm, you just have to have to get real calm. Do something that makes you get calm. Uh, for me, I like to get a cup of coffee and I'm not a caffeine addict or anything like that. I don't drink coffee for caffeine. I actually can drink a cup of coffee this large. I could drink 20, 20 ounces of coffee and afterwards fall asleep at night time. Caffeine doesn't really do anything for me. So uh, I drink coffee because I like the taste, and I also enjoy holding something warm in my hands, often when it's cool or cold, and you're endeavoring to be comfortable while you're praying. But for me, I just like to get a cup of coffee, sit down, relax. I remember one time I needed to hear from the Lord And I said, God, I've got to hear from you on this. And I was, I was agitated. I was, I was worked up and I was also hungry and I I was just, but I was going to press through Lord. I need to hear from you. And the Lord said, why don't you go eat first? and then you'll be more comfortable so I can talk to you. And I just thought, wow, the kindness of the Lord because I really was hungry. And I, I went and ate, and when I had a nice meal, then I felt all calm and relaxed. I wasn't trying to rush through my prayer time and hear from God, and then I would go eat. No, the Lord just said, go eat. I'm not, in other words, he's not going anywhere. He'll still be on the throne when I come back. I went and ate, had a nice little meal, was happy and content. Now my stomach's not distracting me and now I can just lean into prayer very calm and relaxed and you know what the lord told me to do in that situation he said he said your answer is that you need to come into a fast and I'm going to talk to you on a fast can you believe that he actually told me in order to hear from him he told me to go eat so that I could be content and happy. And after I ate and was all calm and relaxed and peaceful, then he spoke to me and showed me that he wanted me to come into a fast, and he commissioned me to go on a fast to receive answers to things I was seeking him for. Wow. Now, this is very important. When you need to hear from the Lord, get calm, get relaxed. He will begin to talk to you, and he will give you what you need at that moment. Pastor Stephen, I want the whole enchilada. Well, maybe you just need a bite. Maybe you just need some information to carry you through at the point you're at. Praise the Lord. I can't take it anymore, Pastor Stephen. I'm going to leave. And maybe the only thing he'll tell you is, don't do that. Stay put. Well, I I need to know what's coming next. No, the first thing you need to do is not make a mistake and leave where he has plugged you in at. So those types of things are things the Lord will always come and talk to you. He'll always calm you down. Of course, we have a responsibility to try to put ourselves in an atmosphere where we're calm. In other words, we, we need to pull back. We need to take a little break. We need to get a quiet spot, go talk to the Lord. But he will always come. He will always come. And the answer begins to come up out of your spirit. And it will come up. It'll rise up. and It'll come into your mind. It, it'll come into your ability to uh, visualize it and understand the will of God. And a smile will come on your face and peace will come into your heart. See, if, if you don't wait and you want to hear from the Lord, but you're, but you're just still agitated and you're worked up and you, you're not willing to just slow down and let him talk to you, then what will happen is your mind will make up an answer our minds are very creative. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But see, even if your mind makes up an answer, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. I figured it out. i thought thought about this time. Well, you thought about it for a few minutes and now you're ready to launch off into your own solution. But you know what, when you do that, your conscience, your conscience will say, no, that's not the answer well, it's good enough. See, your mind says, oh, it's good enough. But your conscience will say, no, that's not what God would say. By the way, what is your conscience? What is that little voice? Your conscience is not the voice of your body. Your conscience is not the voice of your mind. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Wow. And your spirit, Knows when God has spoke, and your spirit also knows when you're still waiting for the answer to come. Woo, hallelujah! Well, we've been here long enough for prayer, Pastor Stephen. Let's wrap. Let's get out of here. We got things to do. But see, your conscience will speak to you and say, "We can leave now, but we don't have the answer yet." Well, we've we've got enough to already get us down the road. Well, see. When you want to hear from the Lord, let's say it like this: When you need to hear from the Lord, wait until you get the upload. Wow, praise God! Now, I'm not saying you've got to wait two hours either. Sometimes, sometimes it'll come in 15 minutes. Glory to God! I've I've had it come sometimes in 10. Now, when it comes quick like that, you want to. You want to flush it out more. In other words, you get the initial revelation of what's coming up. Oh, the, uh, excuse me, not the download, but the upload's coming. The upload's coming, but get the full upload. The file is still uploading. Get the whole thing. And then, and then you have received what it is the Holy Spirit was trying to get over to you. So even when it begins to flow, get, get the full revelation of it. Praise the Lord and when 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 you have it you can talk to the lord about it you can talk to the lord about it this is very important that you make this a daily practice of walking with the lord now i know sometimes there are days where it's more imperative that you have answers you have answers but regardless whether it's a a situation where an answer must come immediately or it's a situation where you're facing a big decision. You're facing a big decision. It still works the same way. It's the Holy Spirit upload. It's the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, just bringing it up, what it is you're supposed to do. Light, revelation, understanding, breaking forth the knowledge of God in your life. This Spirit himself bears witness there is a bearing witness. There is an absolute knowing with our spirit, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It floats up, up out of your spirit, bearing witness what it is you're to do. Your mind can understand. You feel encouraged. Now I know what to do. It look, here's the thing. Even if it's something where the answer from God is not something that you're excited about, at least you know. Pastor Stephen, I'll tell you one thing. I'm leaving this situation. I can't take it anymore. I'm out of it. This is it. And then the answer from the Lord comes, and the answer is, stay put. Don't you go anywhere. And sometimes it might not be what we want to hear, but at least you know you have heard from the Lord. And when you obey, you're secure. You're secure oh, you're blessed, you're just fine. Praise God, hallelujah, and it sure feels good. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Peace, peace always comes along with hearing from God, as well as faith. There's nothing that sparks faith as that of the voice of the Lord coming. Remember, when I talk also about the voice of the Lord, hearing from God is not always a voice. It's often And I'd say probably 85% of the time, if not 90%, it's just that witness, that knowing this is what you do. And you never heard a voice, inner or audible. You never had some kind of outward manifestation or outward witness. It was all inner. Well, that is the number one way that God leads all of his people. It's not the only way, but it is the majority 90%, 85 or 90% of the way that God leads you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, when when you pray in the Spirit, when you speak in tongues, you really stir up the anointing of the Holy Spirit within you. And as that stirs up, stirs up, answers come out of that. A witness of the spirit of what to do comes out of that. Should I stay? Should I go this way or that way? Answers. And these are things that, that the intellect, as bright and as brilliant as it can be, the intellect cannot discern this. This only comes by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit only lives inside of the believer praise God. Hallelujah. I believe you can really develop that inner guidance, that witness of the spirit with your spirit. I believe you can really develop it to a very fine point where you know what God wants you to do, and you know what he doesn't want you to do, where you know what he approves of, and you also know what he does not approve of. Praise the Lord. When you need to hear from the Lord, when you absolutely must hear from the Lord, pull back, calm down, and ask the Lord what you must do. That answer will come. You, you know, sometimes something may be sprung on you that uh, maybe catches you off guard. I remember uh, years back, Dr. Cho uh, from, from South Korea, who was the pastor of the world's largest church, he talked about the time that he received the sudden notice that one of his children had just died. And there was a person that had put some poison in the food of the children at school. And I think there were about 20 kids that died. And one of them was Dr. Cho's son. And so, you know, that, that's crazy news, right? I mean, here you are living your day and going about your business and your day is interrupted by the crazy news that your child is dead. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, th- these are things where you must absolutely be able to hear from God because you need an answer. You need to know immediately what it is you are to do. And Dr. Cho talked about how he immediately went into prayer but the answer did not come immediately. He immediately went into prayer concerning the situation. His son's already been pronounced dead by the by the uh, medical team that showed up. And he's praying, and he's trying to get over into the spirit to get the answer from God, of what his approach should be. How do you deal with this? How, how, how do you handle a situation like this? And he prayed and he prayed and he talked about the different levels that he went through. Really what he went through was the soulish realm, knowing that the answers are not in the soulless realm. And he kept going and he kept going until he got in the spirit and the spirit bore witness with his spirit. Now, let me say that again. The Holy Spirit the third person of the trinity the holy spirit bore witness with his spirit of what he should do how he should pray how he should address the situation and when he got that revelation then he f- fully pushed into that and to make a long story short his son was raised from the dead but my friends there there are answers but they're not in the soulless realm. Now, we need to use our minds. We need to use our intellect, but the things I'm talking about are not the easy decisions of life or even other types of decisions that necessarily are not decisions that affect our destiny or things like that. I mean, there's a lot that we can do without having to you know, pray about it and things like that. I mean, you can. There's life. You can just live your life. If you want to watch TV, turn on the TV. You you don't have to pray about that. If you want to drive your car to the grocery store, you you don't have to pray about which route to take. You just you just get in and go or use GPS. So, we we have our own responsibility. We we know how how to govern our lives. But there are other things where you really need God's help, and uh, because without God's help, you could be all over the board. You could be all over the place. And that's why some people are working wrong jobs. That's why some people have bought wrong houses. That's why some people are living in the wrong states. That's why some people are living in even the wrong country. And, and you know, people get, they get messed up, they get confused, and they make wrong decisions. Well, the Holy Spirit, can help you to start getting it cleared up immediately. Now, that's what's amazing about God is that you can be, you can be off, but the moment, the moment you start talking to the Lord and he starts helping you, I mean, you can get back on track and you can make up for lost time. And uh, I mean, it, it, you know, gain a great experience out of it. Not that we want to have these experiences, but God can, he can make, um, he can make something wonderful even out of a mess, It's amazing what God can do. Not that we want to create a mess, but if you turn to the Lord, he really can help you. He can do amazing things for you. So if you need to hear from the Lord, just pull back, talk to the Lord about it and wait on the Lord to stay before him. Keep a, keep a Bible open and just, just keep praying, pray in the spirit, talk to the Lord, explain to him your situation, Lord, what should I do? Lord, I'm waiting for you. Lord, I know you'll help me. And just hang out with the Lord. You cannot rush God. I know you want to hear from God, but you can't rush the Sovereign King. He will talk to you, but He also wants to help you. It's more, look, it's more than just getting an answer. It's also, it's in the relationship. You get to know Him. And He He likes spending time with you. So, he's working all of this out for your good. So learn to follow that leading of the Holy spirit, learn to develop a sensitivity to the Holy spirit so that you can, you can sense that upload when it comes. I tell you what, it is quite breathtaking. I'll, I'll be honest. It is miraculous. It is app is absolutely supernatural. Uh, I know in a lot of ways it's not spectacular, it's not like uh, spiritual fireworks, as we would say, but it is completely supernatural to know that God lives on the inside of you, and He's directing you and guiding you. I mean, that's, that's miraculous. That is, the, that is the New Testament Christian lifestyle, and we are quite, quite privileged to be able to have uh, such a unspeakable, you know, life of of glory, hallelujah, of God living in us. This was the thing that perplexed (laughs) all of the, all of the Old Testament prophets, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, Uh, that, that whole concept of God in man was something that the Old Testament saints, they could not unravel that uh, mystery. And uh, even, even today, even living it, having the experience when those answers start coming up it's it's breathtaking praise god god has an answer for you today just spend time with him get calm don't try to rush god don't try to rush yourself either don't don't overreact don't underreact don't overreact just get calm go there sit there and talk to the lord say lord i need to hear from you show me Show me what I, I need to do. And remember, even in those times when you really need to hear from the Lord, God will come in very patiently and will help calm you down. He won't rush. I, I know sometimes you need the answer quickly, but remember also, He'll give it to you, but don't rush. Don't force it. Wait for it to come. Don't force it, or you're going to get something out of your soulless realm, and that won't help you. It actually, if you do it, it might even make the situation worse. Praise the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Don't ever get in a panic. I believe getting in a panic is getting in the flesh. Don't ever get in a panic. Don't ever get in the pandemonium. Always hold your composure in Christ. That's what Jesus would do. You would never see Jesus spazzing out, telling Peter and John, I don't know what we're going to do. I I, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't don't know if we're going to make it this time. I tell you what, guys, this one's rough. I don't know if we're going to make it to the other side of the lake. We might just die on this one. No, you, you never saw Jesus, uh, do things like that, have meltdowns. Don't, don't do that. Stay calm. God will talk to you and wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. He'll talk to you and you'll, you'll just go right through it and you'll be completely fine. Father, I pray for your people today that Romans eight, 14 and 16 be a living reality in their lives. We thank you father that you, you, you like the talk and we thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is repeating your heart to us. We thank you, oh God, that you like to talk. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Anytime you've ever had a failure, it's because you overrode the Holy Spirit's warning. And the Holy Spirit was trying to say, pull back and pray. You need to pray some more. You're starting to get over in the flesh. Don't do that. And we override that and we keep on going. And those are the times there's failures, wrong turns. Something comes out of your mouth. You didn't mean to say a reaction comes out of you that uh, you wish did not happen. Or, or these types of things take place. We make wrong decisions. Anytime we've, we've gotten off is because we overrode the leading, the inner leading of the Holy spirit. It's why Christians lose money in business. It's why relationships do not develop the way God wants them to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's also why revivals uh, fade out. A move of God begins to wane or get weak. It's because of an overriding of the Holy Spirit. I was reading a story of a great move of God in England, only about maybe 70 years ago, but God was moving in one of these churches in a very, very powerful way. Excuse me. This was, this was in Wales, uh, not England. This was in Wales, but this is about 70 years ago. And God was moving very, very powerfully in one of these services. Uh, But the moving of the spirit, the revival in the church was so strong that sometimes the meetings in a sense, would not be over with until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, the preacher's not preaching that long. And you understand there's also children in the children's school. You can't wear the workers out, can't wear the kids out. But what would happen is the preacher would stop preaching, and the Holy Spirit would just keep moving and people would be laid out on the floor, and, uh, you know, you got, you've got like a 70 or 80 people laid out, and they can't, they can't get up, and they're so under the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the ushers, the deacons can't really pick them up, because the Holy Spirit will not allow it, because He's still ministering to them, and doesn't want them up, and so by the time the meetings were over, and people were loaded up and put in cars and driven home and so forth. It's, it's two thirty or three o'clock in the morning. Well, this kept going on night after night after night. And there was a young man in the church that said, you know what? These meetings are going too long. And he told the people in the church, you know what? Tonight we should just, uh, shut the meet." And he, he was a young man, but he was also on the leadership team of the church. He said, tonight we should just sh- shut the meeting off at nine o'clock. And that way we can go home and still, you know, uh, uh, not be wiped out or get tired by, by going till three o'clock in the morning, despite the fact that the Holy Spirit was giving people supernatural strength, that even if you stayed up till three and you got up at eight the next morning or seven, you woke up refreshed and strengthened because you're involved in God's work and he's supplying divine energy for that. Well, this, this young brother thought he, uh, in his own intellect that it would be a good idea just to shut the meetings off at nine o'clock. And so the next night uh, he he persuaded some of the people that well maybe this would be a good idea, and so at nine o'clock uh, he goes to the back where the doors are at and announces that the meeting is uh, ending, and he's standing right there by the doors and the spirit the spirit of God was moving all over the all over the church, and he says well the meeting's over everybody time to leave it's nine o'clock let's all leave, and there was a young girl in the service that got up under the anointing of the spirit walked back to him and gave him a blistering word from the Holy Spirit saying, basically in a sense, would you contain the work of God in such a small little fraction of time that you have set in your mind? Then that little, that little girl touched him with the anointing of the spirit. And that guy went down and he was knocked out for hours. And, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is very, very serious about leading us into the plan of God, a walk with God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. How about this? Leading you into ongoing revival and glory with the Lord, ongoing relationship with the Lord. No, I'm not saying that you stay up to three o'clock every morning with the Lord. There is a time when you need a break, but the Holy Spirit understands that. That's why the cloud, by day, and the fire by night, they, it wasn't moving every day. You only followed it when it moved. But if it's moving, it's not time to say, "Well, you know, we we the would be nice to have the day off." No, you you pack immediately and you follow <laughs> the cloud. <laughs> or if it moves at night. Well, I ain't moving at night. I've got all my stuff put out. Well, if that, if that fire is moving at night, you better follow it, or you're going to be out in the wilderness uh, unprotected. Woo, not, not a good place to be, praise God. You better stay with the fire. My friends, the Holy Spirit now lives on the inside of you, endeavoring to lead you and guide you in your life. Be sensitive every day. Bring it down to a daily experience a daily walk with the Lord. Win one day at a time. Win a week at a time. Then win the month. And before you know it, you've won the whole year. And before you know it, you've won your whole life for the Lord. Praise God. Father, bless your people. Thank you. We thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us very precisely, very keenly. Thank you, O God. Let us not grieve him. Let us not override him. But let us be Uh, subject to his guidance. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's take communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Praise the Lord. I know sometimes in communion we call the grape juice the wine, Uh, but I think also in reference to wine, most people, when you say wine, they think alcohol. Well, I don't drink alcohol. I stay completely away from alcohol. The only influence I ever want to be under is that of the Holy Spirit. I don't want some kind of outward influence affecting me or impairing my ability and that's what alcohol does so this I may call it wine but it's grape juice (laughs) praise God grab your grape juice and your unleavened bread praise the Lord I'll save one of my wine messages for a later time Glory to God. There's a lot of Christians, they uh, they don't know the Lord very well. They don't know their Bibles very well, but they seem to always know that verse that Paul told Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach. They they can't quote anything else, but so, for some reason, they have that verse in their mind and that they don't even know where the verse is at, but they can always quote that one to you. <laughs> Well, the biblical wines were very, very different from the alcoholic wine that you see on our shelves today, but that's for a different story. Today, we are taking the grape juice and the unleavened bread. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I've been in situations where I'm receiving the the blood of Jesus in a Catholic church, and I've told them, I don't want to drink the alcohol, and they they dilute it. Uh, to where it almost tastes like water just for me that they do things like that praise the Lord hallelujah praise God father we thank you for the bread and the juice this is now we sanctify it this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus pastor Stephen I don't know about all this alcohol stuff let the Holy Spirit lead you stop and think about that just for a moment Let the Holy Spirit who lead who lives on the inside of, uh, there are some things, it doesn't matter how many scriptures you give a person they're They're not going to do it, but the Holy Spirit can teach you in a way like nobody else can. If if you don't know about alcohol, maybe you love, maybe a Christian, you love to drink alcohol. Maybe that you don't even drink whiskey. Maybe you just like beer. Maybe you don't even like beer. Maybe you like wine and you like alcoholic wine and you know, you, you, that, that's your scripture. Paul told Timothy, drink a little wine. Okay. Maybe you, you, you like alcohol. Well, let the Holy Spirit teach you about that. He'll, he'll lead you into a study. He'll lead you into a conversation that can be very, very candid, truthful, and enlightening. Praise the Lord hallelujah oh that's just between you and the holy spirit i've i've taught i've I've actually taught messages on alcohol before but i know there's some people it doesn't matter if you give them 300 messages or 300 scriptures they still hold to their own thing well if you don't know and you're not sure of what the truth actually is ask the holy spirit to teach you about what he about what he as god thinks about the drinking of alcohol oh not not what pastor stephen thinks I've already had that talk with him, and I'm settled on it. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus, his flesh. We receive it now. Oh, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you. We thank you. We receive his flesh in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for its life-giving power. Thank you, Father God, that our sins and our iniquities, you remember no more. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes them all away and allows us to be whiter than snow in cleanness and purity. Father, all through his blood, all because of his shed blood, and our faith and trust in him. We thank you that the blood that was fully poured out has been applied to our lives to give us now right standing with you, the position of righteousness, the position of being right with you in Christ, your son. Father, we receive his blood with thanksgiving and praise and joy in Jesus name. <laughs> Amen. Let's drink the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready for an upload from the Holy Spirit? Lean into the Lord. He'll give you the answers that you need. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.